0: All right, hey, welcome back to another edition of Flea Market Fantasy, the world's second greatest Bronze Age era comic book podcast. Joining me as always is new Mike Ao Kevin Jack.
1: Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Made it. <laughs>
0: Why don't you tell the kids what you picked this week, Cenk?
1: Uh So going off of your pick from last week where we had a bunch of superheroes kind of, you know, in the same book uh teaming up, <laughs> they do a little less teaming up in this one, but uh I picked... The Fantastic Four versus the X-Men, issue number two. Uh, It was a four-issue limited series. This is the second part.
0: Yes. Now, had you ever read this previously?
1: Yes. Um, This one was one that I always remembered seeing in, you know, those ads like in comic books where you have all the lists of, this comic book store in like Colorado has all these back issues, Yes, and they would show yeah. little pictures of them. <laughs> like, I remember seeing the covers of the first two issues of this and being like, oh my god, these look like the best issues ever. I need to read it. So I ended up getting the trade paperback from the library, and I remember reading it when I was a kid, and uh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I uh, This came out in 1987, so I was a young lad of 12 years old, and this was right. At the peak of my X Men love, probably eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight was right when I was in the wheelhouse with the X Men, oh, yeah. and uh yeah, this I had this when it came out, and I enjoyed it quite a bit at the time, and I will save my thoughts on it as we go. <laughs> All right, but this is written I'll
1: by. Some change, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see.
0: This <laughs> is written by Chris Claremont, and it is drawn by. John Bogdanov. Is that right? Bogdanov. That's right.
1: Yeah. Danov? Bogdanov. Yeah, yeah,
0: for some reason I can never pronounce his name as a kid, and I still can't. Forty years later. Yeah. John Bogdanov. I don't know why. I just uh, struggle with it. Uh and that's the first time we've encountered him on this show. Of course everyone knows Chris Claremont. We'll talk about John Bogdanov when maybe we're done with the book. Okay. Um, but uh yes, yeah, Fantastic Four. First, the X-Men. What more do you need? You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's I mean it's light on the verses, I guess. This is probably the one that has the most versing. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say cuz I
0: went back and I read <laughs> uh, I read all of it like last night. Um you know you know skimmed through it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so this Fantastic 4 team, we have uh, Reed Richards, the Thing, the Human Torch, Invisible woman is, like, uh, at home. Yeah, with, she's on maternity leave. <laughs> yeah, even though Franklin looks to be several years old. You
1: know? Yeah. <laughs> the age of Franklin Richards seems to vary quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, the the, Re- the Richards kid seems to age very quickly. Like Valeria, <laughs> their daughter that they had later on, I swear to God, she was talking by the age of, like, one. <laughs> Yeah, I like, like tried to explain it as like, oh, he's, you know, Reed Richards is her dad, so she's very smart. But Look, if you had to pinpoint Franklin Richards' age in
0: this series, right, what would you put it at? Because this is, he's with the Power Pack kids at this point in time. Yeah, so, so he must be like, you'd think he's got to be at least three or so. Yeah, I was thinking like four, five, Yeah, somewhere around that. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, he shows up in one panel dropping a car. Like, what are you doing now? But uh, what else is I going to say about this? Yeah, I, I guess at some point in this four-issue, this is a four-issue limited series. I don't know. You, I think you mentioned that, but mm-hmm. uh, at one point, Sue Richard says she was thinking back to when her and Reed got married. She says, oh, that was ages ago. And in, you know, real time, it was, what, 20-some years ago. But yep. in, in, like, comic book time, it was, like, seven. <laughs> So that's really not that long ago.
1: Yeah. But well, you know, when you're married to Reed Richards, it feels like an eternity. <laughs> yeah, the way the comic
0: <laughs> The way the comic book time passes. But also <laughs> as a member of this Fantastic Four team is She Hulk.
1: Yeah. Filling in. Yeah, what she's is- gonna do is get another strong person. Well
0: yeah, well, you can never have too much muscle. Yeah, you can never have too much muscle. Uh this is actually her last appearance as a member of the Fantastic Four.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Pretty unceremonious end. She yeah, plays, she really doesn't do
0: much in this. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really doesn't do much of anything. But, um, yeah, so
1: there it is. There's the Fantastic Four.
0: Now, the X Men in this, uh, here book, you got your, uh, this is right after the Mutant
1: Massacre. Yeah. So a lot of people are sidelined at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like Colossus out of the picture, Nightcrawler's out of the picture, and, uh, the whole point of this story is that Kitty Pride. She was injured by a harpoon of the marauders. Yeah.
1: You remember that? Tried to he, phase through it, but the energy harpoon like caught her, and yeah, she couldn't unphase after that. And just yeah, kind of drifting away. Yeah, like
0: she's like a mist kind of, and her body's just drifting further and further apart. Yeah. And uh, so they they bring her to Reed Richards because you know he's a big brain, and they're like, hey, you could probably fix her somehow, you know, with your uh, your big brain there. And this X Men team. We got Storm. This is Mohawk Storm. She doesn't have yeah. her powers. She uh, lost nope. her powers. We got Wolverine. We got, uh, who else is here? Magneto.
1: Yeah. Leading the team. And the oh, whole God. Xavier school at this point.
0: Yeah, he's leading the Xavier school, right? But
1: Yeah. Storm I guess Storm still, is the field leader, is the leader, leader. leader. But yeah. He's the Professor X currently. Yes. <laughs> Just tells people what to do, ultimately. Yeah. Because where was, uh,
0: Professor X was up in space, right?
1: Yeah. He had a heart attack and, uh, Lalandra took him to like, go fix his body. He's like, I'll cure you with my sweet, sweet loving. And, uh, yeah, she gave, she ended up growing him a new body again, uh, which he, (laughs) nice. So he then I think he body. also got crippled in that body as well, though. Oh, no. Did he slip down the
0: stairs or something?
1: Like, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, I think the Shadow King did it. <laughs> oh, that creep.
0: Shadow King. Yep. All right, the other uh, X-Men here, uh, Rogue.
1: Yeah. Looking a little bit better. Still not great yet, but looking slightly yeah, better.
0: I like this costume, because, well, on the last LCS show, we were talking about superhero costumes and stuff, and I think – uh I like this outfit, the gr- the green pullover, the green gloves and the black pants or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's least starting to round into something decent. Uh, Psylocke is here,
0: and this is British Psylocke. Yeah. Where she's, uh, I like her as British because Betsy Braddock, that's who I think of Psylocke. And this is when she was still the whole butterfly thing, whenever she's talking, like, the image of the butterfly yeah. wings and everything. And she's wearing that pink frilly outfit or whatever. The outfit was pretty lame, I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, the outfit's not great. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> could use some work. Uh it was just kind of like some weird, I don't know, Princess Jasmine type outfit or something. Yeah.
0: Now, we also have like, uh I think those were the main core, but because the X-Men were so wounded, they had to bring up some reserves from the minor, some, <laughs> some call-ups from NXT. You know, they had to bring them up. And uh we have Dazzler.
1: Mm-hmm. Long time solo book, Dazzler, finally, finally joining the X-Men. That's right. We did a Dazzler. You were with me and Michael
0: when we did Dazzler here. I sure think. was.
1: Yep. Long Shot is here. Yeah, we also did that.
0: That's <laughs> okay. right. That was another one of your picks. Yeah. And Havoc, Cyclops' oh, brother. Yeah. This is when he gives Ooh, they depict
1: the this having brown hair in this book, which I don't remember that ever being a thing. <laughs>
0: they, they also depict him wearing pants from the 1940s. <laughs> every. Bogdanov, <laughs> every guy he dra- he draws in here has pants from the 1940s. They're very baggy and pulled up to, like, the, <laughs> the bottom of the pecs. <laughs> but it's all right. What can you do? Uh, who else is here for the X-Men? I guess uh, this here uh, issue takes place on uh, Muir Island. Yeah. Oh, you got Maura McTaggart yep. here as well. Maybe
1: when they tried to make her a mutant. <laughs> Just good old yeah. human. Yeah, attack. this is
0: when she was good, Maura McTiger. Have we missed anyone else? Is that everybody?
1: Uh, I think you got them all, except yeah. for the big surprise—you know, villain that pops up here. But yeah, 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 we'll get into him. In we'll get second.
0: to that. Well, it's a yeah, he's right on the cover, so it's not really a surprise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at the cover here. All right, it's a uh, yeah. Doctor Doom shows up. You know.
1: Yeah. You gotta have Doctor Doom if you're doing a Fantastic Four story. Come on. Yeah,
0: of course. All right, so is there anything else we need to say to set the stage here? Or why don't you tell the kids what the basic premise of this uh, limited series is?
1: Yeah, so the premise is, uh, you know, the X-Men have been beaten to shit during the mutant massacre, and Shadowcat's fading away, so they got to find someone to help her. So they contact the Fantastic Four and try to get Reed Richards to do it. Uh But as we find out in the beginning of this issue, he's a little bit reluctant to do so. <laughs> yes but we'll we'll cover that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, I I kind of went back to issue 1 and read it a little bit. Mhm. Have we established why he's so reluctant to cause Yeah, in issue 1 there's the di there's yeah. a diary. There's a journal.
1: Yes. We don't know in issue 1 exactly what's in it yet, uh but clearly it's causing some some strife between him and the wife. Uh the wife is not happy with him. <laughs> so, it's kind of got his confidence shaken.
0: Yeah, and so he he, he shows up to uh, Moore Island with some particle regenerator or something, some big machine that he thinks can fix Kitty Pride. But they get there, mm-hmm. and then uh, he says, you know what? No, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Which, so, why
1: even go all that way? It's not like they came to your house. You came to their house with the machine, and then you're just like, nope. <laughs> I'm going
0: home. Jerk. It's Reed Richards' guy. He's a Jerk also in issue 1 little franklin richards he has a dream i think this is how the issue the whole series opens Yeah. Uh, we should also mention when little franklin richards when he sleeps he can like astral project and his body goes other places and shit mm-hmm. so um but he has a dream a prophetic dream that uh this journal of reed richards is, is in his dream and uh i guess he sees that it's when it's opened it will destroy the fantastic four yeah and and he sees the x-men in his dream and he sees them all dead and he sees does i think he sees dr doom in his dream too doesn't he, he see like reed and dr doom becoming one or something
1: yeah it's definitely the cover of the first issue is yeah like you see uh susan storm laying there dead franklin's crying and like Doctor Doom is standing over them, but it's got, you know, his mask is off and it's, you know, Reed Richards under there, and Mulgrew's yeah, I mean, like, "I'm gonna get you, sucker." <laughs> this is a four-issue limited series, and I believe at least three of the four covers Sue
0: Richards is dead on the cover, right? She's just... Yeah,
1: <laughs> which is can... a complete lie. <laughs> These covers are full of lies, making the book seem way more epic than it sh- than it was.
0: But I can't remember what the cover was even for the fourth one. Do you? Can you describe it for <laughs> I me? I think
1: it's. Uh, let me see. Nothing oh, specific. it's
0: Franklin. It's Franklin raising up like he's all powerful. And he's oh, like, yeah. Doom is is cowering in front of Franklin. That's right. Franklin.
1: Yeah, that also doesn't happen. just <laughs> 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 selling you a false bill of goods everywhere you look. All right, so
0: at the end of issue one, uh, oh, there's also a little subplot going on because, uh, wasn't She-Hulk like, uh, She-Hulk runs into the thing at the library. Uh, the thing has got to pass his aviation uh tests again he's got to be recertified as a pilot so and this is pre-internet so you actually had to go to libraries and stuff so he went to the library to study some aviation books to he's smoking a cigar what a jerk he is too this whole fantastic 14 a bunch of jerks yeah that uh, uh, she-hawk uh, smells the cigar and she comes around and says hey can you put that cigar oh it's her old buddy the thing so they start talking and she's boning up on some court cases because she wants uh, i think she said she might defend magneto right isn't that what
1: was we'll going I Wait a minute. The trial already happened a while oh. ago, though. That was <laughs> back that, in 200. This was after the mutant massacre, which was but like... But at 20, some
0: point, they wow. come up with Magneto and whether she would defend him. And he she says, yeah, you know, I'd defend him. And she says, oh, you probably get him. So they start arguing over to, So that's another underlying little subplot here that everybody, no one trusts Magneto.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> that is true. That's, I mean, that's why X-Factor formed. The original okay. X-Men were like, fuck this. We're not working with Magneto. <laughs> Yeah. they'll start this stupid organization that pretends to hunt down mutants while stirring up anti-mutant controversy. So this
0: X-Men team is very much like, uh, even more outsider than they always were. They're kind of like even more of an outcast group. So, uh, alright. And at the end of issue one, Reed Richards shows up and says, yeah, I'm not going to help Kitty Pride. And, uh, Wolverine jumps and like attacks him at the end of yeah.
1: it. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> Again, even if you're not sure you can do it, you're their only hope. So you might as well try.
0: He uh, uh, he elbows at the end of issue one. Wolverine elbows Johnny Storm in the belly when he's in human torch form. Now, he's Wolverine, so he'd heal quickly. But wouldn't that just murder his arm for elbowing human torch?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He could end up like Storm if he didn't have that healing factor. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Storm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
0: so that's where issue one ends. Now we open up, uh, well, before we get to the, uh, actual splash page, I guess describe the cover for everybody.
1: Uh, so we got the, it says number two in a four issue limited series. And we got Fantastic Four versus the X-Men. Nice little corner box. You can tell those X-Men are definitely John Romita Jr. <laughs> drawn. Uh, they're very square. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like it.
0: A dollar fifty. Uh, Holy hell. Oh yeah, this
1: was a special one.
0: Yeah. Gonna say, was that the normal price back then, or
1: yeah. <laughs> I guess limited series? They probably cranked it up. Especially if you're getting two teams for the price of one, like we gotta <laughs> charge you extra. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, so like a blue background, and there's some uh, some rocks, and uh, Sue Storm's laying there dead. So is Mister Fantastic. He's got his guts all ripped out, and uh, Franklin Richards is uh, crying over their bodies, and Wolverine's standing atop of them, saying, "Your mother's been avenged, okay, kid." Meanwhile, Doctor Doom is kind of in shadows in the background, just laughing.
0: Yeah, he's he's the puppet master behind the
1: Yeah. And, None uh, of which happens, because, I mean, Wolverine is fighting Mr. Fantastic, but it has nothing to do with Sue Storm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of does, because,
0: like, well, she's not there, but he's avenging her because uh, Reed did, did her dirty, in theory.
1: In yeah, theory. but he does not know about that and yeah. probably would not care because he's just trying to get shadow cat to, to live <laughs> yeah it's a symbolic
0: cover you know it's a yeah cover. Um, yeah i was trying to think uh, it's which a great you, cover which it you prefer gets... you prefer like a literal cover or something more symbolic and uh Ooh. representative of a story so i'm trying to think of what would be a more literal cover we've uh, done recently I was thinking, uh, Mr. Fish and Luke Cage, but no, no, no. They were fighting on top of a building on that. Well, I guess they were, right?
1: Or? Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that John of the She-Devil one was pretty, uh.
0: Yeah, the rhino. She was riding the yeah. rhino. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was literally the first, like, two pages, but yeah, at least it happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I tend to like some of the more abstract ones. Um, or even, like, I like a good cover where it's just, like, a big shot of one of the characters. Like, oh, it's this villain. And it's a big profile shot of him.
0: Yeah, this is a nice cover. Um I would have taken another swing at Wolverine's upper body, but uh and his <laughs> arms maybe. But they're a little long, but you know, whatever. It's a kid's dream, theoretically.
1: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> he likes men with long arms. Like his daddy. <laughs> so there you go. Uh now
0: we opened up great splash page here.
1: Yeah. Good start. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we get some narration. His name is Wolverine, and he is not someone to have as your enemy, as Reed Richards, leader of the Fantastic Four, is now discovering. And it's just a big shot of uh, Reed Richards' head is bottom left, Wolverine's face, top right, and he's got his claws on either side of his head there. And he's Mm. like, uh, like, hey, Reed Richards, uh, you came here to to save Shadowcat Richards. Now do it, or I'll send you home in a box.
1: Yeah. Wolverine. It's get the title, Truths and Consequences. Yeah.
0: Uh, Terry Austin is the anchor. Glynis Oliver is the colors. Tom Orzichowski is the letter. And our beloved Ann Nacenti is one of the editors with Don Daly. And, of course, Jim Shooter, editor-in-chief. Yeah. All right, so Wolverine has Reed Richards pinned up against, like, their little Fantastic Four jet or whatever, and he's, uh, you know, threatening to murder him. And Reed's <laughs> stretching all around him, trying to hold him off. But, you know, Reed Richards, he's an old man. He can't like, keep Wolverine <laughs> off a So And uh, the X-Men are jumping into that, like Storm saying, hey, hey, hold up, Wolverine. You know, hold on. And uh, Johnny Storm is there. Uh, he got to open the belly, so he's uh, on his hands and knees. Uh, he's off for the counter. And uh, Magneto is like, hey, I can uh, just steal their little machine there. You know, we don't need Reed Richards. We'll figure it out. And mm-hmm. things, things says, hey, not so fast. And he does the old clap maneuver where he just slams his hands together. And uh, and it actually just says slam with two M's to let you know how impactful it is, and That's, it yep. and it you know knocks Magneto Loopy, but uh, Storm also gets knocked over. But she lands close to Wolverine, so she's she's able to grab his arm, kind of you know prevent him from cutting uh, Rude Richards. Now this brings up an interesting question. I meant to do more research before the show, but I took a nap instead. That's the way that goes. <laughs> Time well spent. Could Wolverine because we see uh, later he kicks Reed Richards in the face, and Reed Richards actually bruises on his face. Yeah. I didn't know that was possible. Um, hmm. Could Wolverine cut through Reed Richards' elastic skin?
1: Oh, definitely. Really? Adamantium can cut through anything.
0: But couldn't it just, like, reform then? Or No.
1: That's a good question. I don't know if he's, like, silly putty or what. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, yeah. I, I didn't think he could bruise either because I just thought, you know, well.
1: I mean, there's a lot of questions in Mr. Fantastic. Like, if he stretches to get under a door, what happens to all of his organs? Like, they yeah. all just stretch out? <laughs> like,
0: and clearly what everyone's thinking. All right, just grew up already, but everyone's just thinking it. <laughs> That's why Sue doesn't leave Reed Richards because something can grow. All right. We get it. We get it. (laughs) But, you know, you think he would be bruised beyond. I I don't know. I I thought his skin would just like.
1: Yeah. He could just you think maybe maybe I don't know, maybe he's just leaving it there as mark of shame. Like he could get rid of it, but he feels like he's earned it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I guess theoretically, if Wolverine like cuts his arm off, his arm would just be on the ground then, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Like, does Reed Richards bleed? That's a good question. <laughs> we, we had the same. Uh, he would be. He would have to, but I don't know. Because we learned in the
0: past, Mike L. and I, I was shocked to learn this, but, like, Wolverine at some point later on, years later, cuts the thing's face.
1: Yeah. And he starts wearing, like, a helmet. And, it,
0: it up. and so the thing is actually just orange rocks over top of, like, a fleshy, pulpy body. Yeah, where I yeah. thought he was just solid rock.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: that'd be a lot stronger for sure. A
0: lot of questions about this Fantastic Four team. Yeah. A lot of questions.
1: I mean, how does Johnny Storm ever carry anyone without burning the shit out of them? Yes, <laughs>
0: I, I've talked about this before. Well, let's get to it here, because uh, Storm grabs Wolverine's arm. And then, uh, Johnny Storm's come to, he's coming to his senses there and he sees Wolverine trying to kill Reed Richards and he says, Hey, flame on. I'll just, uh, singe his whiskers there, you know? I'll just, uh, zap oh. him. But he's still a little loopy, uh, and he actually burns, uh, Storm's left arm with his, uh, flame there. And Storm suffers a severe burn on her arm. Mm-hmm. And like human torture powers always creep me out as a kid and even now as a grown adult, somewhat of a man. Um, uh, because it's like just the slightest little, Touch, he it, it could ruin someone's life. You know, just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like you're, oh, you're yeah, just scary. You're just scarred, mutilated for the rest of your life. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Storm. Appreciate it's it, buddy. Worse
1: than just killing them. Like, yeah, fucked up the rest of their life. So, uh, yeah, I like that he's like, he's like funny. getting off the ground and being all groggy. Like, oh, my head. He got elbowed in the belly. Walk <laughs> <Lock> it off. <up. laughs> yeah, he's kind of soft.
0: This <laughs> Johnny Storm. He's 10 fly. So, uh, all right, so it's, uh, Storm is hit by Johnny Storm, and, and he's like, oh no. And, uh, I like that panel of his face. And then Roe comes flying in out of, uh, somewhere, I guess the more, the research lab there on Moor Island. And she's, she grabs up Thing, and she kisses him, you know, because she's going to absorb, uh, the Thing's powers there. And, uh, she turns, she slowly starts to turn into, uh, the thing, and then he kind of, like, morphs out of, he doesn't go all the way to Ben Grimm, but he, uh, you know, whatever. He softens up. and uh, well, Almost like he was put in water. And he, like, uh, melted a little bit or something. That might be the best way to describe this. But when she kisses the thing, she not only de- absorbs his powers, she also absorbs his uh, memories and his psyche and everything. And she's, like, very sad now. And she's crying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like this. Where she, yeah, she's like, good. she thought she'd be attacking a toad. Instead, she's touched the soul of a prince. <laughs> <laughs> so poetic.
0: Yes. But I like that. I always like when Rogue, uh, you know, she always like with the fellas, she'll kiss them right in the mouth. Yeah. Give them a little treat before she takes him down. You
1: ever kiss the ladies? Like, I wonder. <laughs> I, can't re- <laughs> I can't
0: remember. <laughs> I'm sure nowadays she does all the time. But yeah. I can't. Back then, I don't think I remember her kissing him. Yeah.
1: Him. No. I guess there only would have been Mystique, pretty much, and she's not going to kiss her mom <laughs> like that. <laughs> so then
0: Psylocke uh, comes, shows up, and she uh, wrecks uh, Johnny Storm again, takes over his mind, knocks him out. And, and she's trying to calm down Wolverine. She-Hulk grabs Wolverine, and she's like, trying to hold him back, you know. She's like, hey, she doesn't want to hurt him, but I don't know. She couldn't really hurt him, right? His bones are adamantium. She couldn't really yeah, right? he'll heal. Yeah, uh, but then here, then we get the shot of him kicking Reed Richards in the face. Boom!
1: <laughs> he, he, I like he, this because like there's so many people trying to hold back Wolverine, and it's just not working out. Yeah, he's just a little ball of muscle and hate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he kicks. Reed Look at Reed; he's bruising immediately when he gets kicked in the face. <laughs> and then uh, we see Reed like Richards' character—the way his mouth, or, like the skin off his mouth—is just like so extended. And we see Franklin Richards. He was he snuck aboard the uh, Fantastic
0: Four jet there in his astral form, and mm-hmm. he trips coming out of the ship, and he actually falls out of bed now back in New York City, with his mama, and uh, he starts crying on the floor. Sue Storm comes in, or Richards, and uh, she grabs up uh, Franklin. She says, "Hey, what's wrong?" He says, "I just had a bad dream, mommy." "Uh, well, it's not a dream." He says, "I was there. I saw it. You know, I was there." And, you know, Daddy and Wolverine are fighting, and they're getting all mad and everything. Everybody's mad. And she calms them down.
1: Oh. I like that part. And Mr. Magneto.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she says, uh, hey, don't worry. Daddy's on the other side of the ocean, honey. But don't you worry. Everything will be all right. I'll call and make sure everything's fine. And uh, she, she gets him back to sleep. But then uh, what does she do, Jack?
1: Oh, <laughs> she she gets out the journal. And she's she's thinking about it, and she's just like, "Oh, I wish I would have never opened that book. She tosses it away, and then they gets so mad that she just blows her clothes right out, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh she's very angry, so she like forces out all her invisibility powers to make like a little ball of invisibleness yeah. around her.'t what
1: it just blows her clothes up." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had no idea this was possible. This was another one of them. The Especially only- with
1: unstable molecules in those costumes, yeah. like you think that'd be a little bit resistant to that, but nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, it's in shadow, so uh, we, we just see her one leg, mm-hmm. thigh, but you know, all the important bits and pieces are covered in shadow. But I'll tell uh, you, when
1: I was a kid, yeah, <laughs> just that much was pretty
0: good. <laughs> the imagination field and the rest, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just blew her clothes right off. All right, so now we get back That's to Moore when Island. Amor showed up with a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know he can't grow. <laughs> so, <let's>, but anyway, <laughs> so getting back to Moore Island, and now we see Dazzler, Longshot, and uh, Havoc. Now they in issue one they rescued a fisherman. Yeah, a fisherman. They found out in the, in the waters there near the island, and he was a shipwrecked or whatever. So they they rescued him. So long shot's toweling off, and uh, he's wearing those same pants you wear when you ride horses in India. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Yes. <laughs> like <We've>, caprice.
0: <laughs> we've, we've discussed these pants before. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, I want to say something like jump tiers or something like that, but it's for ho- pants made for horseback riding. And uh, then, of course, Havoc is dressed, like I said, a 1940s
1: college pledge guy yeah. for a
0: fraternity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like exactly. something on Animal House. And he's got I a nice little still sweater. Wearing, like, I guess they probably would have worn that in the early X-Men days. Like, maybe that's his old X-Men clothes from, you know, the the 1960s era. Because he's got his little uh, shirt there that says Xavier School on it. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like a little V-neck sweater kind of deal. And, uh, of course, Dazzler is very Undazzler-like here. Like, I didn't even, yeah. remember, like, would you recognize Dazzler if someone just showed you that picture of hers? Yeah, I don't know. No, her is.
1: hair also is pretty brown, which is, yeah. I've never seen Dazzler with, with brown hair.
0: Yeah, she's like in sweatpants and a
1: shirt. <laughs> so, all right. But so they yeah, run. No, they're off. not in uniform, so, you know. <laughs> I guess yeah. it makes sense.
0: So uh, they see the fight going on up by the the plane there. So they, they take it off. You know, they're they there's a big chance to show that they're worthy X-Men. So they go running off. And here that fisherman guy. He's buck naked.
1: This that's arms. right. They couldn't find him any nineteen forties pants to wear. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> naked people in this book. <laughs>
0: and this fisherman stands out of the hospital bed, but he's not a fisherman, Jank. He's a filthy robot. Yep, that's right. He's, a he's got can opener arms. <laughs> yeah, and of course uh, his uh, his uh, Linus and Charlie Browns are in shadow too. <laughs> but covered by he, a pillow. He's turning into a robot, and then some other lady, I don't know who this lady is. Are you familiar with this lady, Sharon, somebody?
1: No, I don't remember her sticking around too much. <laughs> she's yeah, she, kind of like a lab assistant.
0: Yeah, she's supposedly one of their head nurses or something. I don't know, whatever. At Moore Island. Uh, mm-hmm. Alright, so she sees the robot, and although I've got to be honest, this Sharon, she really didn't do anything. Did you know?
1: No. like <laughs> She comes to tell them that, oh, that was a robot like way after they already yeah. realized it. Like this, ro- this, robot somehow manages to run faster than Sharon because
0: she she has a big head start on this robot.
1: But well, he is a robot, so that makes sense. But I guess I don't know. Maybe they don't even bother. Just pretend you like he hit you in the head or something. Like, oh, I was knocked unconscious by the it, robot. It almost makes I don't know. I hate to disparage Sharon here, but it <laughs>
0: seems like Sharon said I don't know what the fuck's going on. So she went and hid somewhere. And then when she found yeah. out it was safe, she went running out saying, hey, there's a robot, there's a robot. Oh, you guys, are okay, you already know. All right. <laughs> she she didn't want to really stick her neck out there, you know. She wanted yep. to play it safe, see how things turned out, and then try, oh, I tried to warn you, Dr. McTaggart. I tried, but, you know.
1: She's there as an unpaid intern, Like <laughs> She's not going to put her balls out there for this. Uh So we get back, and, and more McTaggart
0: shows up, and she finally calms down Wolverine. She's like, hey, hey. You quit quit killing uh, Reed Richards here.
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to get him, you'll have to go through me first.
0: Yeah, then that, that Storm like, really, oh. Storm really, you know, puts a pin in it. Cause she's the, and me, she says. And her, her arm's already bandaged. This is more of a taggart is a wizard with the bandages because she just shows up. And bang, the bandages are all over Storm's arm.
1: Way quicker than Sharon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so Wolverine sees his good buddy Storm there, and he's like, all right. So he, uh, you know, pops his claws back in. And uh, and the the Fantastic Four are getting back together. Look at Reed Richards; he's still all elongated and stuff. Mm-hmm. And She-Hulk's uh, getting him together, and uh, he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, Reed Richards, I will uh, beg if I mu- must, Doctor Richards. Only you can save Shadowcat. Believe me, Storm. If I could help, I would." Yeah. Why the hell did you come here with that big machine? <laughs> right. Just, it's, it's like he's just rubbing it in their faces. Like, here. <laughs> Here's the machine that could save her. Nope. Can't use it. That's the suck. <laughs> stand in their
1: faces. <laughs> so. Yeah. Not even, he's not even gonna leave the machine so, like, more room at Tagger can figure it out or something. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's like, nope. Nothing. Just, I'm taking the machine with me. Don't call me
0: again. <laughs> not <gonna do> it.
1: <laughs> so then we see Rogue, as
0: uh, she's still yeah. all thinged up. And, yeah, she busted out of her clothes, too. Yeah. know, pretty much. But, uh. Yeah.
1: She And she says, hey, who cares, this guy? I could fucking yeah. kiss him and get all of his memories, or Psylocke could figure it out from his brain. You can <laughs> go in there and get all the information. We don't need him to cooperate. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, don't, we don't need this, Reed Richards.
1: But Storm, <laughs> yeah. being
0: the, uh, the moral leader that she is, says, no, Rogue, every fiber of my being cries out to take what we require, which is why we must not. It would cost <laughs> the life of one we cherish. And Reed Richards says, I'm sorry, Storm. And she says, that is cold comfort. Uh, so the other X Men show up, but um, Fantastic Four, you know, they're they're out on their way out, and uh, they say they basically just said, "Hey, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Get the fuck out of here, Reed Richards." You know. Yeah. But before they leave, <laughs> the robot, the the fisherman shows up, and he's now full robot, Jank. And
1: then what happens? Uh, he starts projecting some some light rays that make a hologram of Doctor Doom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hey, what is Dr. Doom, Doom about, apparently? <laughs> and well, uh, he says, yeah, my apologies for the uninvited intrusion and for the deception practiced upon you by my scan bot. Scan bot. Uh, <laughs> so he basically is like, yeah, I've, he- I've heard of what happened with you and the Marauders, and I'm here to help. And they're like, wait a minute. That doesn't <laughs> sound like Doom. Dr. Doom. <laughs> yeah. There's probably going to be a price. And he's like, no, no, no price at all. I just, and I'm just looking to help. <laughs> just me, good old Dr. Doom. trying to help out. No worries. Like I do. My reasons are my own, little man. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but I like when he said he looked into the Marauders because he just wanted to see if it could affect him in any way. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, no, it's all right. No, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> oh, they don't care. They only care about mutants. I'm cool. But Doom. <laughs> the implication here is he wants to show where he he can succeed where reed failed you know yeah. it, it's a chance for him to show up reed richards mm-hmm. and he just wants to rub it in his face. he's like I'll save shadow cat no problem and <laughs> uh and reed richards the nerve of this guy you know instead of just saying you know what all right doctor doom you have your shot see if you can do it he's like no 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 you can't do it either doom don't let don't listen to doom he's the devil you can't make a deal <laughs> with the devil and Storm's like, hey, we wanted to make a deal with you, yeah. Uh you're trying the right it. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But this Reed Richards guy, he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it, but you can't let him do it either, you know? Yeah. Let's
1: just you got just got to let that teenager die. He's had a good run.
0: This <laughs> guy's horrible. Reed Richards. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Moor McTiger says, hey, Reed, if you're not off this island in, like, five minutes, I'm calling the cops. I'm going to arrest you for trespassing because, you know, this is my <laughs> island. <laughs> so uh, uh, the Fantastic Four finally leave, and Doom says, hey, X-Men, you think it over. You know where to find me. It's going to yellow pages. <laughs> Look up Dr. Doom. And, uh, yeah. So once the Fantastic Four leave, uh, Storm collapses because
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> she was kind of bluffing her way through those last couple of minutes. Apparently, she's she's going into shock big time.
0: Yeah. Now, this is uh, an issue I had with uh, one of the minor issues I had with this issue. Issue I had with this issue. Um, this panel where she collapses, uh, she passes out. Then we have Wolverine. Wolverine and Maura McTaggart are holding Storm up. And then mm-hmm. Wolverine says, Storm, she's going into shock. We've got to get her to Maura's surgery room. He's right there with Maura McTaggart. He's looking at her, yet he still calls her Mora. Uh, don't you think he would just say, hey, we got to get her to the surgery room? I think it would probably be better if you just have him say, Storm, she's going into shock. And then you have Magneto. He says, I'll reconfigure Doom's uh, mechanoid into a conveyance to carry her there. You just have Magneto say, I'll, I'll make this into so we can carry her to the surgery room. You know? Yeah.
1: Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's That seems like a minor quibble, but I can see your yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As an editor. Yeah, because, I mean, he's looking at Mora, so he's
0: not going to say, hey, we got to get her to Mora's. No, I'm Mora. Hey, Wolverine, I'm Mora. You don't have to address me like that. But anyway, um, so they take Storm uh, to the surgery room, and here's Sharon. Oh, here's that Sharon. She finally shows up. Mora, the fisherman. Yeah, we know Sharon. He's a robot. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, so they take Storm in, and right the first thing Mora McTaggart does when Storm's on the table, it rips her
1: shirt off because she's got to see that. <laughs> He's
0: got to see your boobs. Take that shirt off.
1: Yeah, when you're burned on the arm, you got to <laughs> see the boobs first.
0: Make sure they're okay. <laughs> no, we don't. that no, we don't see the boobs, but Morgan gets a pretty good look at them because she just yanks <laughs> that thing right off. And, so does uh, Magneto. He's like, yeah, oh, "Yeah, I'm still helping." <laughs> That's totally right. Helping. We're, eyes up here, Magnus. Eyes up here. <laughs> and uh, Kitty Pride is in the back. She, they keep her in like this giant test tube. It's some sort of stasis chamber. Yeah, trying to keep her from
1: disincorporating completely.
0: And uh, Rogue's starting to turn back into Rogue again. She's forming out there. Uh, But Shadowcat, she's seeing all this, and she's thinking, Storm's hurt, and I saw Doom make uh, his offer on the security monitors. I want to live, but not if it costs the X-Men their souls. Maybe it's time. I took the decision out of their hands. Oh, no.
1: Looking bleak. Yeah, poor Shadowcat. Reed Richards.
0: All right, Jank. So now we're back at, uh, Fantastic Four. are the Baxter building. That's what that's called. The Baxter building. So why don't you take it from here and tell us what goes on here?
1: Uh, so Reed Richards is kind of having a moment. He's like, Oh man, I'm an idiot. Like, what am I doing? Like, I've, I've screwed all this up. Theoretically, this regenerator, this reintegrator is what we needed, but I just, I couldn't do it. And my instincts are gone and it made me hesitate. And, uh, thing shows up, just kind of grabs him by the scruff of the neck there. And uh throws him into a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like silly putty against the wall. Bang. Yeah. See if it sticks. Yeah. He just kind of crumples and it's pretty great looking. Uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, Stretcho, I got this book of yours. I found your journal. Yes. Sue gave it to me. And now I want the truth. And he p- goes and pulls him into a room where uh the other members of Fantastic Force are all are all there, even though they're. Technically five of them now, but still they're all there, and uh, they're like, "All right, you, Reed, you got you to spill everything right now." And uh, he's like, "Okay, read from the book, tell us everything that, you know that happened, and uh, what your what your journal here says." And um, so he starts reading, and it starts off he's talking about like well, Look at Reed's face,
0: face too, by the way, because he yeah. got <laughs> Wolverine kicked him on like the what was that the left side of his face, and then. uh, Thing threw him right side face into the wall, so his face is a mess. Yeah, both eyes are like pink. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> That's a great shot of Sue Storm there in the middle at the bottom there. I don't remember
1: Open up the journal.
0: All right, yeah. So he's reading the journal, and what does he say? Uh,
1: although not a Genesis myself, my readings of the work of Charles Xavier convince me of the fundamental soundness of his theories that the human race is fast approaching an evolutionary watershed akin to the historical transition from Neanderthal to Um, Cro-Magnon. He's talking about like, oh, yeah, we recently contacted or, you know, met up with that Gormu uh, extraterrestrial intelligence thing. So there might be more things like that out there. So that's something we should probably worry about. (laughs) Which is basically Uh, the
0: whole uh, premise of the first Avengers movie, too, right? They said, hey, we got these aliens. We need to put the Avengers together.
1: So it's kind of the same thing going on here. Pretty much, yeah. He's like, who's going to defend the Earth from these type of threats? And
0: we... So then we cut back to uh, Wolverine. He's going nuts on some rocks (laughs) on Moore Island. Because he can't cut up Reed Richards, so he's going to cut up some rocks. (laughs) And Rogue (laughs) is meditating. Like, Like, when when did
1: Rogue ever meditate? Did you ever encounter this before? No, she must have just adopted it you know, once and was like, nope, not for me. Yeah, that seems out of yeah, character. I don't remember being very Zen-like. No, she was, she was a bit of a hothead, too. So
0: then we cut inside the more McTaggart's uh, <coughs> headquarters there.
1: Yeah. And
0: all the X-Men are, you know, uh, hashing it out, whether they should uh, go with Dr. Doom. And Dazzler wants none of this. She's
1: yeah, like, she's the one Doom? kind of dissenting vote cuz yeah she definitely i remember there were issues of her series where she bought Doctor Doom. So she's like nope, don't do it.
0: I mean the X-Men have fought Doom in the past too as well, right? The, yeah, what, yeah, that's true. Like in the 150s maybe, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, but they just don't care. They're like we're not letting Kitty Pride die, so we have to do this.
0: <laughs> now I like this uh section of the book because we get uh we see one panel of the X-Men debating things about whether they yeah. can trust Doom or whether it's right to go to Doom. And then we cut to the Fantastic 4 again. And they're all like yelling at uh, Reed, and saying, "Hey, hey, Reed, just keep reading the book, there, Reed. You know, shut up and keep reading the book." <laughs> and, uh, so, so he keeps reading, jank, and now what is he
1: telling? Ah, uh, so he starts talking about the rocket ship that you know took them into space. He's like, "All right, yeah, uh, is it a blessing or a curse? I wonder. Having not merely a superior intellect and insatiable curiosity, but the wherewithal to make even my wildest dreams reality, I have devoted my life." And almost the entire fortune bequeathed to me by my father to an experimental rocket project so that mankind may meet any other starfaring race, not on the surface of our world, home world, but in the neutral territory of space. Uh, but then the government gets involved and they're like, you know, hey, we got to do some testing before you guys go up there. And Reeves just being a dick. He's like, well, <laughs> if they start doing testing, then I might never get to go. So <laughs> we're just going to steal it and go on ourselves. Like maybe you should wait, and there wouldn't have been a cosmic ray storm.
0: Yeah, (laughs) would have been smart. He didn't anticipate the cosmic ray storm. I like how Bogdanov. Bogdanov, Bogdanov,
1: yeah. Bogdanov.
0: (laughs) I like how his art when in this flashback scene, which is, I guess is, I've never read Fantastic Four. If you want, I'm guessing these are the events of Fantastic Four. If you want. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how he altered his style a bit to make it more like. Kirby esque slightly.
1: Yeah, like the thing definitely looks very uh very old school there. Yep. Ben Grimm there. Yep. Uh so yeah, basically so just... they're gonna break in like him and his pilot friend, Ben Grimm, and uh, you know, Sue Storm and, and Johnny <laughs> there looks like I don't know, they're young and they they're stupid, so yeah. they're gonna come with anyway. Yeah, they
0: just wanted to come.
1: <laughs> yeah. My fiance, Sue Storm, and her kid brother Johnny insist on accompanying us as well. We thought great, we could have sex in stolen. space and join the 50,000-mile club. <laughs> we thought it would be great. <laughs> I don't know why she brought her brother to watch, but that's soon for you. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so now we come back to the X-Men mansion, and they're still, or more McTigress Place, and they're still uh, yelling. Not yelling, but Dazzler's very upset. She's like, you know, we can't do this. We can't do this. And uh, the X-Men are like, hey, we got to. Uh, Shadowcat's going to be dead, you know? What are we yeah. going to do? It's the only chance. Reed Richards could have saved the day, but he's a big jerk. So, so now we cut back to the Fantastic Four and, uh, yeah, now, the
1: origin where, uh, yeah, we, we got powers and then we decided we're going to be the Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four are born. But then there's another section that, uh, that reads like he's hesitant to read. Here we go. Um, it says, we Fantastic Foursome will play that role. The genetic structure of myself, Ben, Susan, and Johnny are such that when combined with a precise dose of cosmic rays, all of us will manifest extraordinary physical abilities. To that end, I have shaped the hull of my spacecraft to capture and focus the specific radiation required for our transformation. So he's saying that he, you know, designed the spaceship to specifically capture these cosmic rays and yeah. mutate them just so that they could become superheroes and protect the Earth. Um, I,
0: I think this is like a genius plot idea. Yeah. Sure, and I think this is great. It Um, really is.
1: I mean, I don't know how you would ever repair the Fantastic Four if that was true.
0: (laughs) This is is fascinating. here. Now, how it gets executed from here on out is a little questionable. But (laughs) right here, the general uh, seed of the idea, Reed Richards Mm -hmm. lied to his friends and loved ones because he wanted to use them as little uh, experimental guinea pigs in his grandmaster scheme to give them, intentionally give them superpowers. At yep. the risk of their own lives, that is fascinating. That, is
1: fascinating. <laughs> that would make him, yes, even bigger monster than a guy who just won't save an intangible <laughs> girl. He <laughs> likes kicking dirt in the eyes of those who care about her. It gives
0: his character a whole lot more depth. And it's like, holy yeah. hell, what are we dealing with here with the Reed Richards? So this <laughs> idea is genius. Good on you, Chris it, Claremont. Great idea.
1: It makes those uh, those covers where he's dressed like Dr. Doom make a lot more sense. You're like, oh, yep. shit, this guy is kind of dark. So, uh, but Reed's like, you know, Ben, you don't believe this, do you? He's saying,
0: you know, this, this diary, this is all, these, this is lies. I didn't write this. Like, and Ben's like, hey, you know, this all makes sense. How, you, how are you so smart that you couldn't figure out that there's going to be cosmic rays in space? You know? Yeah. Like,
1: you're smart enough to design this spaceship and do all yeah. these things, but you couldn't figure that out. <laughs> this, this makes a
0: lot more sense. You were planning this all along. So he's pissed. And he grabs his uh, trench coat and he leaves. And, uh, then, uh, all the, She-Hulk leaves, She-Hulk's just along for the ride. She doesn't, you know, she's just trying to act like yeah, she didn't, she didn't get her powers
1: from those rays. She don't really care. She's like, oh, this meeting, this gives me a chance to get out of the meeting. All right. I don't have to listen to Reed talk. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> then
0: Johnny Storm leaves. So it's just, uh, Reed and Sue. And, and he
1: says, and you, Sue? Johnny Storm's going to see Alicia. Uh, Ben's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, what a, what a dick move that was too, with Johnny Storm. I don't know how they ever got over that one. Like, I understand why he what? forgave Alicia because it wasn't really her; it was a scroll. But Johnny Storm fully thought that was really Alicia, and had no problem banging her.
0: Uh, so he says, "What about you? So you started this. Will you go or stay?" And now we cut back to the X Men.
1: Yeah, good cliffhanger to end on there. Yeah, fantastic foresight. So we
0: get uh, Wolverine poking the fire there, keeping the fire going, and uh, Storm's in the background sitting in a chair, her arm in a sling. She says, I'm making this decision for myself alone. It is in no way binding on the rest of you. I know the risks, but Kitty is very dear to me. I would bargain with the devil himself to save her, and I shall. And Wolverine says, not alone, you won't. You're in, darling. So am I. So he stands next to Storm, and uh, then Rogue says, me too, boss. And uh, Betsy Bragg's like, I believe I speak for all of us who are new arrivals to the X-Men. We stand with you, Storm, to the end. Well, I don't know if you I don't know about Dazzler. Dazzler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dazzler seems...
1: <laughs> I don't know. She didn't uh, seem too enthusiastic, now.
0: But yeah, we get a good shot of them, Storm, you know, in the foreground and them all behind her, supporting her. By the Soul's Darkest Light is next issue. So there it is. Yeah, issue two. All right, so uh, just this issue. Again, it's written by Chris Claremont. We, we all are familiar with Chris Claremont. Absolutely. Um, what did you think of the writing here?
1: Uh, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it held up pretty well. Uh, very compelling. The whole Reed Richards thing was great. I like the juxtaposing the two groups and their meetings at the end. That was awesome. Um, the fight, you know, I mean, obviously the whole conceit of it where Reed Richards came there for no reason doesn't make sense, but. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just people some
0: <laughs> I guess the way they uh, frame it is Reed, um, she found the diary or the journal. She found the journal in issue one and seeing the journal, he thought that that journal was lost. You know, he didn't, he thought it was lost years ago. He didn't have it more. So seeing that reminded him of that first fateful space trip and it's, and the mistake he made that turned them into the fantastic four. So in his mind, it brought back all his insecurities and self doubts. Like I screwed up that time. What if I screw mm. up now and I kill Kitty Pride?
1: Oh you know? yeah. Although, I mean, come on, like, yeah, she's gonna die either way, yes. so you might as well try something. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: exactly. That's the big problem this has, is yep. you're, you're re rich you're a hero, you should still do the right thing here, you know?
1: Yep. Um, <laughs> maybe also call Tony Stark if you want, get, get a second yeah. opinion. <laughs> get everybody
0: involved here, but, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's the big problem this has, is yeah. that, um,
1: but I do well, I do appreciate the fact that they took what could have just been, you know, uh one issue thing where the Fantastic they catered the Fantastic 4 and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll definitely help you." And then he does, and then that's it. And they made it into a pretty compelling uh, you know, four-issue limited series here with a good idea behind it uh for the Fantastic 4 and, you know, some actual stakes and some drama.
0: The, now, we don't see this as much in this issue, but I did read 3 and 4. Did you read those?
1: I did uh, look through them again, yeah.
0: Yeah, now the big problem after this is Reed Richards is – there's literally parts where he's like, did I write that journal? Yeah. Did I write that? (laughs) Uh, Come on. How do you not know? (laughs) The the hope – that's the other big problem here. I think the only way this story works, legitimately works, is if it's true, if that was his journal. And he did – and, like, Reed is this son of a bitch bastard. He actually Ooh. did this to his oh. family. Then you got a story, and then you got something going on. But the, the fact that like, you can't have him wondering, did I actually write this? Of course he would know if he wrote it or not. Of course he would know <laughs> yeah. if he designed the rocket to do it on purpose or if it was an accident. Of course he would know that. So don't yeah. even do that. That's stupid. Um,
1: also, yeah, if you're writing it in a journal, it's more than like a subconscious desire or something at that point. That's pure premeditation. <laughs>
0: Also, uh, there's a part at the end of the series, because it turns out, of course, the diaries, the journals, a forgery. And like, yeah, at issue four, it it finally dawns on Sue Storm. Who could have planted that diary? Who could be so I bet it was Dr. Doom. No shit. Like that should have been the very first thing you thought of. Yep. Like, oh, here's a full diary. Who does everything
1: we were involved with.
0: That makes Dr. That makes Reed Richards look like a jerk. Oh, I bet oh, I bet Victor did this, you know? A oh, good old Victor. He probably he's like, yeah, that's probably what he did. So they just throw it in the shelf then. I mean, the the fact that they all bought into it was also kind of weird. Like I said, the I think the only way this works is if it's true.
1: Because yeah. Well, I mean, I do like the fact that it does point to the fact that the Fantastic Four, no matter how much of a family they are, they do kind of buy that Reed is kind I of... I know! Like <laughs> that was shocking. <laughs> like, they all just buy this.
0: Like, he says, he don't believe yeah. these lies. And they're like, yeah, we believe him Because it, it's an yeah. ink on a piece of paper.
1: We believe it. <laughs> well, that is kind of his M.O., though. Like, he is kind of so focused on the science that he often forgets about the human element. So it would kind of make sense. I I could see them believing it.
0: Uh, but then uh, Sue, she she gets over it finally because she sees Reed uh, playing with Franklin. Playing, yeah,
1: <laughs> making little balloon animals with
0: his crazy and stretchy fingers. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh wait, yeah, I do remember how those fingers can stretch." So uh, you know <laughs> yeah, what I've Reed went for everyone else. So. All forgiven. <laughs> All is forgiven. But yeah, I thought like she got over things a little too quick. And then everyone else just comes back like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. We're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That was that was an odd choice. I can see why they had to resolve this like in this and not have it spill into the main book. But yeah, that's weird. They got over it very quickly.
0: There wasn't even like a a, a paragraph or an explanation like, you know what? We thought about it. No, we don't believe that. We believe that's a fake journal.
1: Yeah. They're like, oh, we believe it, but
0: we forgive you now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just show up and like, oh, hey, everything's back. We're cool. <laughs> it's like, all right, <laughs> all right. I guess. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah. So, Very uh, sure.
0: And then, uh, of course, spoiler alert, at the end, they save Kitty Pryde.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a joint effort between uh, Mr. Fantastic and Dr. Doom.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is a little weird. Because I, yeah. Doom, again, they don't spell this out, but Doom apparently created this forged journal and just planted it. Hoping that one day it would be discovered. like It's just a big coincidence that they happened to find it just as all this is going on. (laughs) So that's weird as
1: well. But then it Uh, worked in his favor because he was hoping that Reed Richards would have Psylocke read his mind to see if it was true. And, like, somehow if if they had done that, then he would have lost all confidence and would never be able to be a leader again. Because he doubted himself.
0: Which... I don't know, that was weird as well. Yeah. I I know, <laughs> Some <okay>. weird speechless <laughs>
1: logic right there.
0: Because he's been doubting himself this whole time, so. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it turns out that, uh, Doom, uh, he's about to go through to, to heal Kitty Proud. Well, Kitty almost commits suicide. Because, uh, <laughs> ev- everyone is still fighting amongst each other, and she doesn't want them to make the sell their souls to Doom. So she walks out. She she gets to the point where she can phase out of that little test tube thing. And she walks out onto a ledge at uh, Doom's castle. And she's just going to let her body dissolve into the sunset or whatever. Just like, you know, go away, dissipate throughout the air. And uh little Franklin Richards, in his astral form, so people can see his astral form?
1: Uh, yeah. I guess sometimes anyway.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it seemed like sometimes seemed they could really
1: it. Yeah. yeah,
0: but then here maybe because she's cause she's,
1: good. she's she's out of phase with reality. She's maybe in the astral plane. But then know. everyone
0: else who came in saw Franklin there as well. Because Wolverine's oh. like, how, how did the Richards kid get here, or whatever, you
1: know? <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of weird shit in this series. You just gotta, you're just gonna buy. Well, into I mean, it. Franklin Richards is like an Omega level mutant. Like he can pretty much warp reality and stuff like that. So I guess he can do whatever the fuck he wants.
0: <laughs> I, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah, he he's crying. He's trying to get her attention. Lockheed's there, and uh, it's not until then that uh, Kitty decides not to kill herself. You know, so uh, then she goes back in the tube. She goes back in the tube, and Franklin's there, and uh, everyone's all happy. Uh, but then Doom, he's about to save her, uh, but Reed says no. Don't Doom. You're going to make a mistake. There's a miscalculation. Mm-hmm.
1: Or something. Just right. like in
0: college. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. Hey, oh, here's the other big thing. Doom heals uh, Storm's arm in issue three because she has terrible skin burns over him. He heals her arm, you know? Oh, nice. So this uh, begs the question why didn't he heal his own face? <laughs> that is a
1: very good question. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, he should definitely be able to do that. He's like a powerful sorcerer and scientist. Like, if one of those two can't fix your face. I don't know. But, like, he spells out how he's just going to
0: regenerate her healing and, like, the skin will mend itself. And she's perfectly good as new. Good old arm. So it's like, well, why are you still wearing that mask? <laughs> you know, yeah. why are you still
1: um, I think he just likes it probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there have been versions where he takes takes it off and there's like one minor tiny thing uh, and that's why he yeah. yeah. Uh
0: because like in Secret Wars he takes the mask off and he healed himself, you know. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, all right, so uh that's that. Uh what else was I going to say about this story? Um I don't know. Uh this issue I thought was written pretty well only a couple slip-ups but overall if you take a big picture overall view of this story there's some huge holes
1: in it you know? <laughs> yeah there's definitely i can see where there's holes but at the same time it's it's interesting and it, it's yeah. compelling so i i can't fault it too much um, i i agree the whole thing about whether we should trust doom whether we should make the
0: deal with doom that was great you know all the stuff with the x-men they're debating it that was great um, although i don't know
1: what they you know let's say you make the deal with doom and then he's like Go kill the Avengers. How about yeah. they say, like, no, we're just not going to. What are you going to do now? You already saved Kitty. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was it. Yeah, he could ask for any favor you want. Like, I think they are think, oh, he's going to ask us to help him move or uh <laughs> we're going to have to drive him to the airport
1: or something. One of them deals, you know. <laughs> he's going to want rides in the Blackbird all the time. So we can't be doing that. That's terrible. <laughs>
0: um. Anything else about the story itself you would like to mention?
1: Uh, no, I think we covered it all. Yeah. I quite like this team. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of the newer members in this one other than Dazzler's, you know, arguments. But I did like this era for the team.
0: Yeah, this was uh, probably not. Uh, it's it's questionable because I'm trying to think what the best era of X-Men is or was. Oh. Uh, I'd like the team right up into the Mutant Massacre, you know, like with Colossus yeah. and crawling and everybody. But then this team that came in after was pretty cool, too. Um, but uh, probably my favorite is Storm, No Power Storm, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride, Rogue. That's a good team. Yeah, that's, that's pretty like good. Like Rachel games. Summers, I
1: think, was there at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, big fan <laughs> of Rachel Summers as well. All right, so uh, there he is. Now the art, John Bogdanov. John Bogdanov. I think I got that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is this is John, J-O-N, no H. So. Right away, that's a little suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> a little sketch. <laughs> yeah. John Fognon of Ove. Um, he was born in 1958 in Albany, New York. He attended the School of Visual Arts, which it seems like a lot of these artists did that. You know, when we go through the history, at least at that time, artists coming up went to the School of Visual Arts in New York City. His first uh, work with Marvel was Alpha Flight, Issue 32, March 1986.
1: Okay, so not too long before this. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and he did such a good job with that, apparently. They said, hey, you know what? We want you to be the regular Power Pack artist, because he came in on Power Pack, Issue 22. That was May of 86. That was two months later. He's the regular uh, artist of Power Pack, and he did 19 issues between uh, Issues 22 and 54.
1: So... Yeah, that' little... did not do that Typhoid Mary one we did.
0: Yeah, he did not. He did not. But, um... Then in 1988, he did the Exterminators.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to be doing that at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, issues <laughs> one
0: through four. I I also had that when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. Tell the people who the Exterminators were.
1: Uh, the Exterminators were basically the kids that uh, had been saved by X Factor. Uh, so like Boom Boom, Richter. Uh, Rusty, Skids, Skids. (laughs) Leech and Artie. I think there was also like some some Asian kid in a wheelchair, like a techno wheelchair (laughs) that they also picked up in there. (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't remember him.
1: Yeah, I think he was just in those issues. Like, I don't think he had been an existing character before then. I mean, it
0: wasn't wheels from Wolfpack, right? He wasn't Asian.
1: (laughs) No, no, different wheelchair kid. Yeah. They are trying to meet their quota, apparently, there in the late 80s. Uh,
0: John Bogdanov also did X-Factor, issues 58, 60, 61, 62, annuals 4 and 5 in 1989 to 1991, and then he moved to D.C. And this is where he became famous, at D.C., because uh, he drew Superman Man of Steel uh, in 1991 from issue 1, and his final issue was 85 in 1999, so like an eight-year run. He did all those issues except for eight. So that's quite the run. Seventy seven issues over eight years.
1: So he's probably doing some of that stupid electric Superman where he was all blue and black. Well,
0: interesting <laughs> you bring that up because he was one of the many architects of the Death of Superman storyline. Ah, nice. And he was working with Louise Simonson on that. Hey. And there's a several other people involved as well, but he was one of the people. Yeah. And uh then in Adventures of Superman Issue five hundred, June of ninety three he and Simonson introduced their character, Steel, who yeah. then got his own title in February of 94. If you remember Steel, he was uh, basically made of steel. He was just a steel <laughs> guy, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I think his name was John Henry Irons. If I'm yeah, right. I
0: think so. Something like that.
1: And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Shaq,
0: uh, Shaquille O'Neal played him in a movie, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh He was also one of the many artists who contributed to the 1996 Superman, the wedding album issue. Ooh. He likes Superman so much. He has a son named kal L. What? Yeah, he named his, <laughs> his son kal L.
1: Wow. Well, I guess uh, he's John Kent, I guess. which uh,
0: <laughs> I am getting, lo- getting a little late in life, you know, to have kids. But if I ever did have a kid, shock <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shock Madell, I like it. Rolls right off the tongue. All right, uh, but what did you think of John?
0: Uh, well, before that, any other experience with John Bogdanov? Uh
1: judging by that list, probably not much. <laughs> um, I think I've read yeah. those X Factor issues, so probably those. Um, but no, I, I guess not terrible amounts of experience. But yeah, I, I was it.
0: I was actually surprised that he didn't do more at Marvel, like. That was pretty much everything that we highlighted in Marvel. That's basically what he did. He, a couple other one-shot deals or whatever. But he, his, uh, he had a pretty extensive run there in DC. He did other stuff. But, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised to find out that's all he did in Marvel. Because
1: I yeah. think I well, I pretty much read everything he did in Marvel.
0: <laughs> I didn't read the, the whole Power Package <laughs> or anything.
1: <but>. No. <laughs> yeah, I may have read an, ex, an Alpha Flight somewhere along the line that he did, possibly, but...
0: Yeah, and, of course, he did uh, all four issues of this limited series. I will say the art in this issue is very – I thought it was very strong. It was solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a couple weird panels, like when Rogue was kind of flying at the thing. Yeah. Oh, weird. But, yeah. 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 But overall, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I think issue four, like the longer the series went, I thought it got weaker, the art. Ooh. Like a little uh, looser and sketchier kind of, like not as tight. Yeah, a little rushed. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, Sue Storm looks really good in most panels here. Like it's, yeah. they gave her some cool looking hair, Ble- blew her clothes off. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I really like the art here. No, no complaints. Uh, the, the stuff like Reed getting kicked in the face and thrown into a wall and everything—that's all great stuff. <laughs> the bruising
1: we talked about. <laughs> the, that big, big spl- splash page of Doctor Doom.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah. The big Doctor Doom. Also, the opening splash page of Wolverine Reed. Yeah. So, a lot of good stuff here. I liked how he draws Wolverine because he kind of exaggerates his claws, uh, but he doesn't exaggerate the the winged uh, mask deal on his head. He, like, mm-hmm. keeps them pretty small. Keeps them um, tight, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like the art. No real complaints here. Um, so one out of ten, Jake, what do you give uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men
1: Issue 2, 1987? You know what? I still find this highly enjoyable, so I'm going to give it an eight. Um it's yes. got its flaws, but it's still it's fun. It's it's a good read.
0: Yeah, I I'm also an eight as well. I, I was really almost going to give this it, this spe- this specific issue a nine because it, it's really what you want. It's a great premise, uh, a yeah. great moral dilemma with your heroes and everything. Um, it's just a couple little minor things, and I, if I would have probably just read this issue, I probably would have given it the nine. But when I, <laughs> I I think the series does fall off in three and four. It uh, gets weaker.
1: Yeah. That's a shame, but yeah. it's still it's it's Chris Claremont in his, you know, golden era. So it really can't it is such drunk. a good idea. Uh, yeah. v- you know, the whole diary yeah, that it hadn't been done before. <laughs> so yeah, it before. is.
0: It really is. Just the execution could have been stronger. So, yeah. So. All right. So there is now uh, before the show, we were chatting and I was debating what issue to pick. And I said, I, cause we like to tie things in. And I said, well, we talk about Kitty Pride and Wolverine in this year. So I almost picked Kitty Pride and Wolverine, a limited series, six issue limited series, which yeah, is, I lit- gone with that one I fucked up. <laughs> <Street by laughs> Chris Claremont and uh, Al Milgram is the artist there. And I said, you know what? Uh, what, what should we do, Jen? Should I tie it into what we did or maybe do something completely different? And you said, let's do something completely different. So I did not tell you my pick. <laughs> no, uh, but earlier. Because- Earlier in this very issue, you said you picked Fantastic Four X-Men because our previous issue had, like, a bunch of superheroes kind of working together or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what that previous issue was. What was
1: it? Uh That was that uh, Marvel team-up annual.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Daredevil and Daredevil and, and uh, Heinrich yeah. von Schnickle. Unite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then this actually ties into what you tied into because there's a bunch of heroes working together in this issue in a way, kind of, All sort right. of. We're going to go from 1985, Secret Wars 2, Ooh. Issue 2. Secret Wars 2, Issue 2. We've never done Secret Wars 2 on this show.
1: That is true. Yeah, I remember you did the first one with Brandon, but never did Secret Wars right. 2.
0: Yeah, and Al Milgram was the artist. Uh, did Jim Shooter write this? I can't remember. Did Shooter? Probably. He was
1: the main guy behind that one. Yeah, we'll ch- uh, I can't remember. We'll figure it out. You next know what, Actually, I have the Secret Wars 2 Omnibus here. Oh. This out. <laughs> I never did finish reading this, so this will be I good. don't think many people did. <laughs> yeah. I had
0: – I don't think I had every issue of Secret Wars 2, but I had six issues of the first Secret Wars because they came in packs of three at, uh, like, Children's Palace, this toy store they sold them in pack of three, and I bought two of them. Uh, but I, I probably had a good – Ten of these issues, if not all twelve, or or I, give, I think it was a nine issue. This was a nine issue limited series, so I probably had a good six, seven of them at least. But um, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Most well, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I
1: probably had them all. Who knows? But uh *Secret you know, Wars* it, two, I know, is not well thought of. <laughs> no,
0: no, not really.
1: No. because Quite different uh, from the first one. The first yeah, one has we, a very simple premise.
0: The first one's great. Yeah. Uh, the second one, eh, not so much. But we'll uh, we'll get into it next week. But uh, one highlight of this issue, I believe this is the issue, where Spider Man has to tell the Beyonder how to go to the bathroom. Oh yes, so.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, you got to tune in for that one. Something to look
0: forward to. All right, so that's it for this week. Next week, Secret Wars two issue two. Uh, also, of course, you can hear us on uh Spotify and Apple and all that other nonsense. And the YouTube videos are back. And we actually got a comment on a YouTube video.
1: Ooh! how about that? Isn't somebody we know? No, complete stranger. Man, ah, All right. <laughs> so, so thank you for listening to the big uh,
0: YouTube show. Yeah. And until next week, don't get any jank on
1: you.